Well, hello and welcome to the BJ Murphy 360 podcast. I'm your host, BJ Murphy, and today is going to be another different take on the podcast. I know I've spent a lot of time talking about business and entrepreneurship and and social media marketing and things like that. Uh, But today I want to talk about something uh, that has been in the headlines quite a bit here lately and and it is discussing uh, the school shooting down in Florida uh, and a local perspective on how uh, we develop good sound policy and how we ensure that everybody who needs to be involved is at the table. So here's a little bit different take, and I'm bringing some more of my experiences uh, as a mayor for the last eight years uh, to this particular piece on on the podcast, and I hope that this uh, helps you or inspires you in some way uh, today. So take care. Thank you so much. Social media is changing the way we do business. Watch TV and shop. Small businesses and personal brands need to adapt and fast. BJ Murphy is a B2B sales trainer, social media entrepreneur, and former mayor of 21,000. He's bringing his podcast, BJ Murphy 360, to help you increase sales, gather more leads, and grow professionally. Feel free to share with friends and call in with your thoughts. Here's BJ Murphy, and here's to your success. Hey everybody, the other day I took a kind of a selfie, I was um, at at church and uh, helping with the uh, children's security at church and uh, you know in in my selfie was kind of a reflection it had in the background it had the uh, church steeple at it and my the post was about, I posted this on Instagram and Facebook uh, and the post was about how at any given time there's probably a dozen men in my church that have uh, that that are carrying, and that really goes back to there was a church shooting a few months ago, and so our church started taking some inventory uh, into the uh, men and women who might be carrying in church to kind of get an idea so we can set some security protocols and and those sorts of things. So those are some things that we're working through and and discussing now uh, administratively at the church because we want to be be free to worship, but we also want to be safe and secure. And so I took this selfie and and I put it in the context of uh, what happened recently at the the high school in Florida in in regards to uh, security when it comes to the school's um, Etc. But my, my real point in the post was about how we how we were, were so quick to blame one side or the other or one organization or another in, instead of trying to have a decent, honest dialogue uh, that uh, we, we tend to, as a culture, uh, in what I've witnessed in my time as, as being mayor, uh, when we have an emotional uh, motivated issue, we we, we ha- ha- could possibly be in this tr- get in this trap where we make knee jerk, uh, irrational emotional decisions. Um, when in reality, we should probably take a step back, evaluate, and have an honest dialogue, get all the sides together, and come up with good sound policy to help solve the, the problem, the issue. And that's not to take away from the the emotion uh, that uh, these these teenagers were experiencing, the adults, uh, and even as a parent myself, 
uh, what goes through my head. But what I'm talking about is when you're asking lawmakers to make decisions, if you're pointing to them to help solve an issue, which it, maybe that's something else I'll talk about here in a minute. But if you're pointing to them, the, the, the time to make a decision on very tough issues is not at that moment. And you know, feel free, if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear back from you. But uh, when it comes to making good sound policy, the best, the best suggestion based on my experience has been to uh, evaluate what happened and then come up with a strategy. The, the other thing that I mentioned uh, that I actually got some feedback from a friend of mine who is, has serves uh, a little bit in the, in the, he serves in the National Guard Reserves. And uh, we had a kind of good little healthy, uh, constructive dialogue back and forth in, in a Facebook post about it. And that he was upset that I suggested that the NRA be one of the groups at the table. And, it, you know, obviously his point was they're part of the problem. Uh, we shouldn't have them uh, at, at the table because they're just bought, you're buying and paying for politicians. And, and I, I certainly uh, agree that uh, NRA gives a lot of money to politicians and that that has influence on, on the debate. But my point to him was I think the best way to make good, sound policy decisions in government because you got to remember the government is for and of and by the people, then you know you may have this opinion, another person may have this opinion, and the best way to create good governments and good policy is to actually have everybody sit at the table. So what I was advocating for was that you get the, the anti-gun lobby groups and the NRA and parents and children and elected officials uh, and, and you get all these groups together. In fact, my post was, uh, you, you, you sit them in a room, uh, you slide some pizza under the door, uh, you don't let them talk to the media, you don't let them get out until they've come up with a plan that most Americans can live with when it comes to uh, their the, the security of our kids at, at school. In fact, I even went and spoke to um, my, my two kids are in public school. I went and spoke to uh, their principal just uh, this week, and I just had a good, honest conversation about what it is that she was working on. Uh, maybe there's some ways that I can support her, and certainly I brought some ideas on some, some things I'd like to see changed, and how can we go about implementing some of her ideas uh, and making sure that we're doing what's in the best interest of our kids, because at a minimum, all of our schools across this country, whether they're private, uh, charter, or public schools, there needs to be a minimum standard of security. And in, in my regards, that would be um, everybody who's visiting campus uh, cannot enter anywhere on campus except through the front office. And in order to get to the front office, uh, you have to be buzzed in or, or checked in. Uh, so, so there's at least a funnel uh, to one place. Uh, certainly that there's there's exceptions where you've got issues where kids are on the playground and those, you know athletes are on the football fields and soccer fields and softball fields. I mean there are certainly exceptions to how secure do you really want us to be? But at a very minimum, uh, you know having one entry point uh, to the school, uh, it, I, I think is is an important step. 
and how our country has this conversation. You know, I'd be curious to see how this rolls out. I know the president's made some comments. I know governors have made some comments. Uh, I'm curious to see what local school boards are going to be saying and police and sheriff's office uh, across the country. Uh, But I'm going to be paying more attention to how, uh, at, at least at a local level, we're going to be having this conversation, and I will insert myself uh, as a parent uh, when needed or if I feel like there needs to be a little bit more conversation than what I see or a little bit more uh, particularly action than what I see happening. Uh, I forgot what, what was the other thing I was mentioning a while ago, but I had this really good conversation with my friend. He, he disagreed with me on that the NRA should be at the table. I, I, I believe that they should, but my point was the people who oppose NRA should also be at the table. And so from somebody who is sat in a chair and tried to help make or influence policy decisions, I will tell you that we always came up with the best policy when we had input from everybody. Now that doesn't mean that the end result is something that I'm going to like or he's going to like or you're going to like. But in terms of policy from a governing standpoint, a local governing standpoint, and even at a national or state level, uh, the best policies tend to be written when you get bipartisan support. That's why that, con- that, that word gets used and tossed around so much is because it's really important that, that you get uh, bipartisan support. And, and look, what happens if you don't? I mean, because if you don't, uh, let the anti-gun lobby sit at the table, or if you don't let the NRA and, and you do let the anti-gun lobby there, if, if you don't let all sides sit at the table, what, what effectively happens then, if you think this through some, what effectively happens then is that our the, the majority of people uh, in elected office, the majority will then shove down the throats of the minority the policy that they want to see enacted. Whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, if you don't allow all sides to, to sit down and have a, an honest conversation about it, uh, then the, the majority will rule without any, uh, any input from the minority. And every group, no matter who you are, has been in the minority uh, in some circumstance or another. Whether it's the town you live in or the state you live in or certainly our country, You've been in the minority, whether it's your party or the color of your skin uh, or your religious beliefs, you've been in the minority before. So the question is, if you're not the minority now, what happens when you become in the minority later? And certainly we can have this political dialogue about how the United States Senate uh, changed some of the rules there, but I'm talking about in it and how we're viewing our governmental structure and how we create sound policy uh, for our communities. And I'm going to tell you that I'd rather see more people at the table involved in the conversation, influencing the dialogue and the, the final action, at least having a say in the conversation uh, versus uh, the majority just shoving down the throats of the minority, whatever that policy is. So I know this was a little bit different take on uh, the BJ Murphy 360 podcast, but it is something that has been on my mind, on my heart. I've had conversations with uh, parents, uh, other civic leaders, uh, officers, uh, and and I've been watching the news extensively about it because just like many of you out there, I have a stake in this, you have a stake in this, and I want to uh, make sure that the right things are happening 
and that I'm at least engaged in the conversation. So I hope this encourages somebody uh, by either learning a little bit more about how uh, policy is made or, or how good policy is made, at least my thoughts on it, uh, and, or maybe encourage you, encourages you to get more involved uh, in local policy as it affects uh, your children and your pocketbook. One last thing I'll mention that I mentioned to the principal is, is that I said, and I heard this on the radio this morning uh, in, in a talk show about this conversation, is how much security can we, uh, can we afford and how many freedoms are we, are we going to give up? And uh, I, maybe that's a conversation we'll have on, on another day, uh, but every time we want government to act, it, in effect, increases the size of government and uh, puts more burden on the taxpayers. So I'm not saying that we don't want the government to act. I'm just saying that every time the government reacts, it comes at a cost, and you, taxpayer, are the one footing that bill. Wish y'all have a, I hope you all have a great day, and this was to your success. Thanks for listening to the BJ Murphy 360 podcast. Be sure to connect on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with at BJ Murphy 360 and visit him online at magicmilemedia.com. Until the next episode, here's to your success.